0: Hey, hey, welcome to a brand new episode of Straight Up Show podcast. I am your host, Calvin. And I am riding solo today because this story is a personal story to me and my counterparts that are not here right now. Uh, but this story is something new. So this is our new season, and you know we love hitting hard topics. And you know, what what better way to talk about this? Now, if you were listeners of our show, you know, and if you listeners, but if you can see our show on YouTube and other platforms, uh, you see that I am a heavy set guy. And you know, I've always been a heavy set guy my whole life. I've been a chubby kid. I was like in like an extra large t-shirt in sixth grade. Like I've always been a big guy, of course, I played sports, weight lifted, shot put, football, whatever you name it. I did it uh, as an athlete, Uh, but I've always been a big guy and that has never stopped me because my grandma would always tell me that, you know what, just because you're big doesn't define who you are. But in the back of my mind, there's always been some issue about people who treat me differently because of my size. And, uh, and, even being critical of this very podcast, there are people who are close to me that say that I should steer away from conversations about my weight and my personal journey with it because it's, I guess, in a way, embarrassing to them. But for me, it's not because I'm going through it, not you, and I'm glad to talk about it. So today's show, we're going to talk about something that I heard on. Uh, an app called Clubhouse. And if you, watch, if you listen to Clubhouse, uh, we talk about that app all the time because that's where some of the real conversations are, having, are happening. Uh, with that being said, I heard something from a quote-unquote fat influencer. She's a big girl herself. Shout out to Jessica Starr in, in uh, California. But uh, she has worked with some of the big names like uh, Danny Trejo. All the Latino uh, community. Uh, she's one of my good friends but she has mentioned something called fat phobia. And it's something that I've never heard as long as I've been a fat guy myself, but fat phobia. And, you know, I have friends all around the world. And one friend that I talked to, she just, we talked one night and she brought that subject up. And I thought that I only heard it through clubhouse, but she talked about it as well. So uh, I had to have her on the show and before I introduced her on the show, Like fat phobia, in my opinion, what it means is that it's people who do not like you because you're fat and they treat you differently. Me working in media, I've actually dealt with this a lot. And uh, I remember one of my biggest, during my internship uh, in news, uh, this, this role model of a anchor or sports broadcaster, I looked up to him and I asked, is there anything I can do to get better at this craft? And his advice for me was not to sound different or work on this. Or his advice was lose weight, or you won't do far in this business. And not only did it hurt me, it hurt me because it was people that I looked up to him. And that's the only thought he had for me was my talent, and not that I can actually do or my size, and that I actually have talent in this business. Needless to say, here I am, multiple awards later. Here I'm doing a podcast, indicated. And you know, that person's doing whatever. So I never let that stop me, but it did bother me. So with that being said, we're talking about fat phobia today. Uh and I brought somebody on the show today. She's a wonderful person, uh, very beautiful. We her and I have had some uh definitely deep talks about life in itself. So uh help me welcome Miss Riddy. Riddy, how you doing, ma'am? Is it did I get it right? Riddie? It's Reedy, but I don't know. I'll take it. Reedy, really? see, you see how bad I am I was. I knew it was Reedy really the whole time. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you for coming on our show today.
1: Of course. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, ma'am. So you know, you and I have these deep conversations all the time. Uh, but this one right here about fat phobia, it really stood out to me. But before we get into that, just tell us about yourself, where you're from, et cetera.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm from a small town called Wichita Falls. Um, that's where I went to school, and I just moved out to DFW, man, two and a half, almost three years ago. So fairly new. Got here when COVID started. Didn't really get to do much. So we're we're, we're figuring it out. But I'm 28 years old. I have struggled with my weight since I was probably like four. So, it's it's going to be an interesting night.
0: Yeah, so you're you're familiar with this subject all too well, and uh, you and I like I, I really wish that you would come on the show a lot more because the conversations that you and I have, uh, it's basically our show in a nutshell. And the way uh, Rudy talks about things we talk about, it is so inspirational and it is so uh, mind blowing. And that uh, you really wouldn't hear it from people her age, but that, that that really makes me look at her differently and sets her apart from people my age and her age. Uh, so, the really, one of the conversations that we talked about was fat phobia, because I actually came and I said, look, mm-hmm. hey, you know, you're over here, you know, you're over here working hard, and she's really busy. But I'm like, I want to ask you, we're getting ready with a brand new season. What are some subjects that that are mind-blowing and it's really pushy that we could talk about and one thing you told me was fat phobia like why was that a subject that you gave me to talk about that most people really wouldn't think of
1: so i've been on my journey for oh my gosh often on my journey for years um and when you're successful in it you know you kind of forget about some of the things that you went through and sometimes you don't really you know you don't want to remember it because you don't want to re- remember those negative feelings and emotions that you had at that time um whereas i use that almost as fuel to get to where i'm at and to motivate me and continue to be successful in this journey um because i never want to feel the way that i felt when i was um being treated that way but from somebody who's at my point i also never want somebody who is going through their journey to ever feel that way again so if i could be an ear or just a little bit of inspiration like that's you know
0: no that's fine that's that's a good i I love to hear that you want to give back and you yourself have gone through a weight loss journey that we're going to talk about here in a second but uh in your opinion how would you describe fat phobia because this is a term that a lot of people don't it's it's a trend that people are seeing but some people are not aware of how would you define fat phobia
1: fat phobia is not necessarily somebody who is scared of somebody because they're fat but they are going to treat you differently they're going to look at you differently the way that they talk to you the way that they interact with you is just completely different um and it has nothing to do with who you are just your physical size bothers them enough to have them go out of their way to treat you worse than that they would treat somebody else.
0: So Right, right. And that means that there are people closest to you who are actually that make you feel like you're part of the fat phobia, your friends, your family. And it's crazy and mind boggling. But we're going to have more with Riddy in her, in her weight loss journey on the other side of the break and how she was impacted by fat phobia. Stay tuned. This is the Straight Show podcast.
1: Straight up means to be able to speak in a way that is straight up, to be honest and to speak your truth.
0: Raw, uncut, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's blunt, you know, straight to the point, this is what it is.
1: It's just a place to be open and honest, and that's what I appreciate most about it. And it provides a place for community members to come together and just be straight up with each other about things that are going on in the world because it affects all of us.
0: Uh, unfiltered, raw, with all the cursing that Calvin does. Straight up is just being real, telling it, telling it like it is, you know, um, being you. Being solid, being who you are, no matter what it is, no matter what situation you're faced with, right, this is who you are. It It really speaks to me saying it is what it is, and it ain't what it is, straight up. All right, welcome back to the Straight Up Show podcast. I'm your host Calvin. Today, I am joined by Miss Rudi. She's a good friend of mine. We talk a lot. Once again, hey, thank you for coming on our show today.
1: Of course, thank you for having me.
0: Yes, ma'am. And so we're we're talking about a crazy subject to y'all, but it's a subject that me and her have actually gone through. Uh, probably not her so much now, but me definitely all the time. And uh, I talk, I say this joke all the time. Like I'm glad that I have thick skin because I definitely need it in this world because people are savages. And some of the stuff y'all do uh, to people like myself uh, about being big, it, it really does hurt, but we have to muscle up and just take it because we look and feel the same way we, that we look and feel the same way we do if we were fat, all right? Uh, I probably misworded that, but no, I'm saying that people who target fat people and treat them differently is definitely something that's big in America right now, but I am proof. Uh, that you can make it far in this business and still be yourself. Don't I lose weight? Yeah, I mean, I didn't lose a couple pounds, but I've been a, I've been a big guy my whole life. And before we go more into Riddy's, uh, Riddy's, uh, her conversation about the subject, I got, I'm got i actually, when I took a body test, not even like last year during COVID. And my ideal weight is in the 270s already. So I'm like, wow, like so I I I when they say that you're big boned, I have paperwork that says I'm actually big boned. So I'm not just fat, I'm big boned as well. So that's I got paperwork for it. That's a joke. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm not I'm big boned for sure. But I have paperwork for it. But no, so uh that was a bad toss of the joke, but no. Uh we're talking about fat phobia and how people are being treated. And it, it really has struck a chord with me, especially working in media how people treat you, uh, the way you look like. And uh, and I've seen it from different sides to women who get older and especially people who are big. But I've seen big people like myself make it in this business. And of course, you got your Amy Schumer's, you got your Monique's, and you got these bigger women and bigger people in life who actually make an impact in the world. So there should not be as much discrimination against these people, but we still get it. And really, you said that earlier that you've been, you know, a big person most of your life. Uh how has that impacted your life and has it made or, or break your successes in life?
1: Um, I would say a lot of what I've gone through has helped make a lot of my successes as shitty as that sounds. Um, because of the way that people have treated me my life my entire life. Um, because the way that people have talked to me and like just, you know, treated me like I'm less than a, a person, um, has really taught me to not let the words and actions of others hurt me. And to really get that understanding of there's not too many people who truly are there when it comes down to it. Um, so choose your people wisely, your, your inner circle, your people that you trust, those people need to be in your corner rooting you on. Um, and if they're not, if they're part of the problem, then, you know, it's going to be a struggle, but fortunately my people were in my corner, my entire life, most of my life. So I've been, I've been fortunate that it's kind of helped me become successful and to not take from people.
0: Yeah. My grandma was the same way because I would get teased all the time. Like, you fat boy? And. But she was like, you're my fat boy. You know, like, and <laughs> it, it really made me feel loved that my grandma accepted me for him. And that that helped me boost my confidence all the way up. Like, you talking to, hey, look, if y'all listen, your boy was the prom king in high school. So y- y'all can't touch me. You can't tell me I wasn't. <laughs> sh- you know what I mean? Just saying, like, you know, so I, when my grandma told me those words that you shouldn't let these people get to you when you're fat, I think that most people should tell their kids who are chubby. Uh, they should hear these things because it could really make their life impact. And my grandma told me that, you know what, you know, but also there's a flip side because growing up food was my friend. You know what I mean? I grew up, my mom's a pastry chef. My dad was a cook. And, and so we, we got some good eating, you know, and being, and I know where I come from being a part of the community, we we're part of the black community and we didn't have much money, you know? And so we had to make do what we had. So, Part of that was part of it as well. But you know, it, it's nutrition and stuff. Like how was that? Did you have a problem with nutrition growing up? Or it was like because food was my friend, but how how about you?
1: Um, so food was my comfort. It it was it, it was my friend. Um, as far as like you know, we didn't have a whole lot growing up. Um that being said, my parents always made sure we had at least healthy healthier options in the house. Um, but from a young age, my mom started limiting and restricting me. I think I was like five the first time that I could remember like being told that I couldn't have something. But my brother was allowed to, because he wasn't going to gain weight from it, but I would. So I remember from a very young age, um, you know, being told that things were no, even though those are the things that would just like help me kind of get through some of those rough days. You know, whatever rough day a five year old could have because, you know, my crayons broke. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I think I was the same. I'm glad because I think I was the same way. Like, uh, can I have this snack cake or can I have this little Debbie or no? Mm-hmm. You know what? Damn it. I'm going to get it right now anyway. You know, I, I like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, whatever, you know, but I, I was the same way. And then like, I was an emotional eater too, you know, and like, especially during like the days of breakups and stuff like that. And the thing is, is I think with me, what happened was, is that I was an athlete. So I was eating so much and I can just burn it like that. But once, you know, once you leave college and all this stuff, like it's like, oh man, I'm about to hit 30. Or I'm about to do this. And like, you know, it's really, it takes your toll on you. So it's a little different now, but uh but I've always known to bulk up um when you were kind of like progressing through childhood and you're going into your teenage life like how did like just being a bigger person impact you that way did you get treated differently as in high school or
1: uh yes and no so I was an athlete growing up and I mean I played quite a few sports I was on the volleyball team, basketball, softball, um I was in shot, I threw discus, I did power lifting um I was getting ready to go out for the football team in like the sixth grade, like yeah, I was that kid, I wanted to do all of it, but it it was hard because one, I was bigger than everybody else, but two, not only you know did the coaches sometimes look at me like, "Are you really capable of doing the things that we're asking of you um but I know my teammates were just like, really? Like, this is this is our teammate? And, and I know it wasn't all of them, but you could feel the stares. You could feel the, I don't like this girl. And those people that didn't like me really had no idea who I was. They never had held a conversation with me. But because most of these things required you to be able to be fast on your feet or to be able to run long distances, they're just like, oh, she can't do it because she's big. And so from a young age, I always told myself, I can do whatever I want to do because I want to do it. Your words aren't going to tell me that I can't do this. So even when I started in like gymnastics, I mean, granted, I quit that one. Um, But (laughs) whenever you sprain your ankle trying to do a handstand, yeah, no, you're definitely not coordinated enough for that. (laughs) Um, But no, like whenever I started in gymnastics, I got looks from the coach whenever I walked in, like, you understand you're like 30 pounds bigger than everybody else that's in here. And not being able to do the simple tasks that they were able to do right off the bat was, you know, that hurt. But whenever the coach didn't want to help, like help me learn it because he was just done. I was like, okay, that was probably the first moment that I really felt fat phobia and I was probably like six or seven. And so it started young, but I think because it started young, it, it gave me tough skin and it gave me that ability to not let others say affect
0: Mm. thought. Um, Damn. I hate to hear that story. Uh, Especially at a young age, you know, I mean, like I'm used to being a big kid nobody look at me, they want to mess with me. Uh, how did fat phobia, if it did, has it impacted before your weight loss? Had uh, it? how did it impact personal like relationships or dating, et cetera? Like uh, how did that impact?
1: So right now, if you're on a lot of these social media platforms, uh, especially like TikTok, that's one of the big ones where, um, a lot of, you know, plus size men and women are really getting their voices and they're getting heard. But if you're on apps like that, one of the things or the trend right now is being with plus size women and being with bigger girls. Um, and you see all of these like men who are really like in shape that, you know, a lot of girls would just sit and drool over coming out and saying, oh yeah, I like big girls, but it's for clout. You don't like big girls. You like them in the bedrooms, but not in the streets. You're you're not okay with them in public. Um, But I mean, that still hasn't even changed to this day, but that was a big thing for me was I wasn't, I wasn't sought after because I was beautiful or because I had a great personality or because of any of those things, it's because it was a trend and they wanted, you know, to try, try a big girl or be with a BBW because they've never done it before. It it wasn't a, I want to be with you because I want to be with you. I want to be with you because I want to see what it's like. Um, Am I going to take you out in public? No, absolutely not. Are we going to sit here and do this in private? Yeah. Am I going to hit you up about it? maybe at two o'clock in the morning. So those dudes that thought that they were being slick, those guys that those girls are going after, when they hit you up at 2am, you're not getting a response from me. You see that I read this message, but you're, you're not getting a response from me. Or, you know, you hit them back three days later, like, oh, sorry, I was asleep. No, I'm not going to entertain your crap, because you're insecure in yourself. But that that was a big thing was, that does impact, like it, it messes with you because it makes you feel like that's all you're good for. You're not good enough for anything other than that 3am text message or that, Hey, I'm drunk. You should come through message. Um, for anybody who has body dysmorphia, it really messes with you because you think that the only reason that you're even good enough to text at that time is for that is because they don't want to be seen with you. And it messes with your body. Like, if you're on that journey of getting over it, it really does. Like, it sets you back because you're just like, damn, okay. But there's that where, you know, being with plus size is trendy. Um, But because of how that went for like the last, I'd say since I was leaving high school back in 2011, up until recently, like that's been a big, um, I I want to call it a trend, but at this point it can't be. From 2011 up until recently, more and more men are coming out stating that they want big women. But
0: you know, what's the what's the adage? Is like you know, uh, get with a big person because they're more loyal. But it, is it yeah? And I hate that because it's like, so you're telling me because I'm a big person I have to settle now. Like mm-hmm. I'm just I'm like a hand-me-down. Like you know what? Well, you know this blonde hair blue eyed girl whatever you know skinny girl she's she's fine she's what i want but she likes to be a hoe or whatever you know what i mean but so if i want something stable so i'm gonna go with a big person like and it's kind of how i feel sometimes Like, you know what well you know he has his stuff together he's smart but he's the same person from high school Like, i'm a little bigger than high school but i literally have people that try to talk to in high school same person same kind of size but now that they've you know, blew me off and it kind of come back I'm like all right well, no i'm good no i'm good you got mm-hmm. 13 kids now i'm good <laughs> like but no it, but i really feel those sentiments right now because like uh it, it, it's really something that has really bothered me and it, it gets no better working in media at all either it, it's it's horrible mm-hmm. um you brought this and it just it just blew my mind that you brought this subject up and like if you could take anything from this like what do you think biggest, biggest, people's biggest problem with uh, big people is? Like, why do you think that there's such a hate, uh, I guess, a subconscious hate for them? Like, why, why do you think, like, even taking out the dating part of it, like, just, like, because I know that how, da- to me, I look at, like, how dare you be big and how dare you interview, you know, Shaq or somebody, like, because I've done it all. But like, how what do you think people's hate is about it? Like, it just, like, I feel like they're spitting on us.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I feel like we're told at a young age, and we're taught at a young age that to be sought after and to be desirable meant to fit today's societal and beauty norms. And that is changing mo- at the moment. But um, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it was blonde hair, blue eyed, stick thin, big chest, big, big butt, you know, flat everywhere else. That was what was considered beautiful now we're moving into an to a generation where you know curves are now being embraced, so big women are being told like, yes, you're beautiful if you have this certain body type so we're we're getting to a point where we're becoming more open with it only in ways that we're okay with so what whatever you see in like the media, like models, like plus size models, that's what people are okay with, because that's what they're being taught is okay. So companies like Torrid that are coming out and they have, you know, uncontrovert or not uncontroversial, um, unconventional models, you know, their models don't fit a certain type, like they're not the curvaceous, you know, size 12 hourglass shaped women anymore. You've got women that are frou- probably flaunting a fupa. You've got women that are showing stretch marks. Like it, it's moving in the right direction, but we don't have enough of that representation out there for women to be comfortable like that. Like right now, what we're seeing is Coke, Coke bottles. So we're moving in the right direction. It's just taking us yeah, time.
0: It, it's definitely it's the time. Like, it, and I, like me, I'm weird. I get really impressed when I see somebody who looks like me on a big network, like, you know, ESPN, or, because I'm like, dang, like, you did it. But being a big person, it does have its flaws, and not because of what people say, the health part of it. And we're going to talk more about the health part of it on the other side of the big Make sure you stay tuned to the Dave Show Podcast. The videos and images displayed all across the world cannot fully express what the people of Ukraine are going through. This senseless act of terrorism has cost many of their lives and forced millions of Ukrainians out of their homes. Yet it's the Ukrainians' pride and resiliency that has inspired the entire world. So we here at Straight Up ask you to stand for freedom, stand for human rights, but most importantly, join us as we stand with Ukraine. two years that straight up has been a podcast we've gone to where most podcasts have never gone before from multiple celebrity guests to groundbreaking episodes straight up is changing the podcast game and now that season six is finally here we plan to continue leveling up with our exclusive season six merchandise that's right grab your 80s retro inspired merch today just visit our website at straightupshowpodcast.com. That's Str number eight upshowpodcastcom Shirts as low as 1999. I'm Sutan Salauding from Southside Side62 Out right now. Make sure you tune in to the Straight Up Show Podcast because that's where it's happening. You dig? Alright, welcome back to the Stratable Show Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Calvin. Joined by a good friend of mine. my name is Reedy. Reedy, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: Of course. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, ma'am. And we're talking about uh, fat phobia and how people are being discriminated against because of their size. You know, as you can see, or you can, well, I told you, but I am a big person by nature. Uh, I do have paperwork that says I am a big bone person, haters. Uh, and that and really herself has gone through some discrimination as a person uh, plus size uh, And me. I am not oblivious that being a big person can impact my long term health. Trust me. I try to work out. It's not working out. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. But or here's another one for you. I have a weight problem. I can't wait to eat. Like there's, there's so much about me and food. It is an addiction. It is hard. It is hard. It really, I tell people all the time that like I, the food is my drug because I don't, I don't really drink or smoke. And like food is my drug. I would rather get high and get the itis and just pass out because that's my drug. That's how I look at food. It is my addiction. Uh, it is one of my, 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 my vices, big vices. Uh, but, it is hard, it's hard to give up because it's been in my life, most of my life, but it can eventually end my life. And I don't want it to get to that point. Uh, it is a struggle. Trust me, I was on a journey before COVID. Then, of course, COVID was like, you know what? We're going to trap your ass inside for two years and make you gain some runway. So that's that. Uh, but fat phobia, me being working in media, I know how it can impact people that look at you differently about your life and who you are. Uh, and it sucks. So. My good friend Reedy, she has been on a journey herself, and uh, you and I talked prior before this. And when you told me this story, I didn't believe you at all. But I'm like, you know what? I like the way you look. You know, and you look very beautiful. uh, But this is a decision you had to make. So, if you can tell our listeners and viewers, what is what was your weight loss journey like, and how did you get started? It was
1: stressful it still is. Um, but my start was, I had finally, like, I'd gone to a doctor, I hadn't been feeling well. And they took my blood pressure, my blood pressure was high, we did labs, my cholesterol was high, I was borderline diabetic. Um, iron levels were low, like, I, I was just a mess. Like, they're pretty shocked at that I was still able to walk and not like pass out. Um, but Talking to my doctor, it was you know a conversation that we had had where he told me basically like, "Hey, you're at a point in your life where you really need to make a decision. Like, are, do you want children?" And for anybody that knows me, um, all I ever wanted from the time that I was like, you know, young up until you know recently, all I've ever wanted was to be a mom um, and to one day have kids of my own. And you know, but at 280 pounds, um, at five foot five, that's that's very very high risk. It's they they told me basically like, hey, at your size, if you were to get pregnant, really, it's either you or the kid. That's not. If you're able to get to that point, you're gonna have to make that decision. And at 27, that wasn't something that I was okay with. Um, I wasn't okay with having to decide whether I got to live with my child. So I sat and I really had to think. I was like, what are my options? I have polycystic ovarian syndrome and endometriosis, which both cause weight gain. But the only way to deal with either of those is weight loss. So I was in this endless loop of never being able to control my weight. And surgery was brought up. It was an option. so it was a matter of me going to my doctors and saying, "Hey, look, I know that this is an option. I know it's very risky cuz I'm young, um, but I think it's perfect because I'm young." Um, I know what you guys worry about is me not being able to handle it, not taking, you know, taking care of myself and, you know, just going back into old habits. I said that's something that I'm not worried about." I said, "But I know one of the things that scares you guys is me trying to go back into living my normal life too quickly, which will cause tears or cause everything to slow down or having to go back in to fix it. I said, I'm at a point in my life where, you know, I can slow down for the things that I need to slow down for, but my body needs to be on point as far as like health wise, because I'm constantly sick. I never feel good. And I have all these ongoing issues. I said, this is supposed to be a way to fix that. Um. So we did my BMI, we did, you know, everything according to my BMI, um, according to the charts that they have somebody, my size and my age, I'm supposed to be about 130 pounds, right? That's where I'm supposed to be at 280, I'm huge. I'm massive. Um, but then we had to sit and think and I I told him, I was like, can we do like an actual BMI? And he was like, yeah, whenever we did, I came back 130 pounds of muscle so they were like, yeah, we we can't get you that small. And I was like, that's never the goal. It's just to be healthy. Um, and so the journey really started once I went to the doctor and, you know, we talked about it and I was going through and making my decision as to what I wanted to do. Um, part of it was having to maintain consistent weight loss for at least six months to prove that I'm able to do it and able to maintain. Um, in the six months I lost and maintained 30 pounds. And 10 of it was due to me actually putting the effort and putting in the work and, you know, um, eating better, making better choices, you know, not drinking, sleeping, things like that. 20 pounds of it was due to my best friend passing the month before my surgery. So I stopped eating for about a solid week. I wasn't drinking protein. I wasn't doing anything I was supposed to. While my doctors were proud, um it was very concerning for me to have lost that much weight that fast so um before i could actually get surgery i had to sit down and actually go through another counseling session um because of how traumatic my experience was because it was about a week before surgery that i lost my best friend and his funeral was the day after i got out of the hospital so i had to go through additional counseling after i got surgery just to ensure that i was not eating due to emotions um because food was comfort, Who was my friend. But um, I'm currently six months post-op. So I am down a total of 100 pounds. Um, I've dropped, reason. thank you, I've dropped from 280 to 180. Um, and now it's all about maintaining. So it's, I don't deprive myself of anything, which is, if you ask somebody, yes, that's problematic because I'm not eating healthy, but I've come to realize the way I am is if I deprive myself, the moment that I give myself that opportunity to cheat, I'm going to go overboard. So I give myself everything that I want in moderation. If I want something sweet, I get my bite or I get however much of it that I need for that moment. And I, I'm good where I find healthier alternatives to things. Um, so instead of doing like, you know, ice cream, I'll go get yogurt it's just about like the simple little things that I've switched in order to maintain a healthier lifestyle. Um, and now at this point it's just kind of like second nature. Uh, I don't sit here and I didn't like, I'm not doing anything crazy that, you know, other people can't do. I just had, I have another tool to help me get to that point. So it's been hard. It's been stressful. Um, but I can happily say, my cholesterol's in check, my blood pressure's in check, and I'm no longer pre-diabetic. So or borderline diabetic. So
0: That's good. Uh, moment of silence for your friend that passed away, right? Respect. Uh, and shout out to him and his family. Send pos- positive energy y'all's way and to you as well to Reedy. Um, that's amazing to hear all that. And I'm sorry to go through all that, but um It's always a story, and I'm glad that we're able to tell uh, your story about this and that you had that issue. Now, it's definitely not easy, and I'm kind of like you. It's just kind of been like stop and go, stop and go, and uh, being able to realize what's in your life and what you want out of life. Trust me, you are an encouragement and inspiration to myself. Uh, to me as well trust me we all have those and people who don't hear this ptsd is not just for marines and stuff like that it's for people who go through stuff and they really can't get over it uh me i have ptsd verified and it's not because of something but it's stuff that really haunts you and you can't get over that And it takes strong people like really who comes on this show not scared to talk about what happened and hopefully be an encouragement like she is to me to you as well now with that being said my girl is looking fabulous she got all these guys on her looking at her and let me ask you this so now that you've had this weight loss you lost over 100 pounds my girl's looking good how has things changed
1: uh a lot has changed actually um and it's crazy just to see like in your day-to-day life, the way that people treat you and how differently it is. Like since I've lost the weight, I, I noticed even just walking into work, my coworkers are much nicer to me. And it's not like they were mean to begin with, but it was just, I get easily five times as many compliments now from my coworkers as I used to. And it's nothing like, oh my gosh, you looks so-. up. No, it's just, you look very pretty today and it's it you know it's just one of those casual comments and I'm just like oh thanks. You know, I look exactly the same. My my face looks exactly the same. It's just thin. That's it. It's thinner, sorry, not thin. Um but thanks, I guess. Um the way that men talk to talk to me and approach me is very different. The way women talk to me and approach me is very different. Um it, it's It's crazy because like, I myself, like I, my, the way that I used to do things hasn't changed a whole lot. Like if you go out with your group of friends, uh, I don't know, guys are a little different. If you're hungry, most of the time you'll say something, right? Yeah. No. As a woman, whenever I go out with my smaller girlfriends, I will never admit that I'm hungry. Even a hundred pounds smaller. I will never be the one to say it. Um, I'll, why, i was it? So I used to get looks all the time when I was bigger. Like we could go out to the mall and we'd be sitting there and like people would sit and stare at the table. And like, I could have just gotten my food and I could have just started eating. And people will look at me like, of course, she's the one that's eating. Like, of course she's the one that's hungry. Um, And I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times people fill me fat to my face. And I'm like, okay what's your point? Like, did, did you accomplish something? No. All right. I'm going to go back to enjoying my food, but like, that's, you know, those looks are hurtful, especially whenever you're getting them younger. Um, and I did, I, unfortunately I got those looks whenever I was like 12. Um, so I just, I would never be the one to say, Hey, I'm hungry or Hey, can we stop and grab food. I would legit just sit and wait for somebody else to say it. And even then, if we were in a place that wasn't like a restaurant, if we were just like walking or whatever it was, I wasn't eating because I was so self-conscious. Um, so yeah. Whereas now, you know, I'm not as self-conscious, but I'll still never be the one to say it. Like I, I still can't go to the mall and eat something. And it, you know, you would think that would change, but... No, I still see myself at 280 in the mirror. So that hasn't changed, but the way that people view me has changed. And so it, it's kind of hard for end because I'm I'm still fighting that person that I used to be, whereas I'm hearing that, hey, you don't look like that. You, you don't, you look fantastic. And I'm just like, we're not seeing the same thing
0: no. <laughs> at all. Why, why do you think that is like you, cause you've been through a lot. Do you think that people's this fat phobia has really subconsciously damaged you or like,
1: I think um, because I started dealing with fat phobia at such a young age, um, it caused body dysmorphia at such a young age. And as much as I've sat and I've worked on that and I've worked on myself and as confident as I may have been, even as a plus size woman, it didn't change the fact that I would look in the mirror and sometimes hated what I saw. Um, It didn't, it didn't change the fact that I was having a whole Mulan moment. Like who is this girl I see, you know, but it's just, it's hard to cope with. It's a lot mentally. And I mean, going through and seeing your body change, your sizes change, You know everything is changing and getting smaller, but you're looking in the mirror and you're not seeing that. That in and of itself is just a whole other fight that you got to do mentally, and not too many other people understand that battle. So, yeah, like it's, I I go through that and I'm just like, "Mm."
0: trust me, I I get it. Uh, I trust me, and I and I work in media, so I'm like, you know, and I'm like, put makeup on, like. You know, put some powder on it very quick to cover up the ugliness, but for me. But uh like okay, so you know, breaking a couple of things right quick. When when I message you, what's one of the biggest things I talk to you about when I when I message you? But uh, what did I always tell you, every time I talk to you, mostly?
1: Uh, I mean, you always tell me that you think I'm smart.
0: <laughs> Besides that one. Besides that part. Okay. It's a compliment usually.
1: Well, you always tell me I'm pretty. I'm and, that's tr-
0: and that's true. And that's true. Even even before the surgery, it's not just like a, I guess, a flirt thing. It's more of like, I see beautifulness in you. And so, and like, whether it's 100 pounds less or more, I would, I'm somebody that's going to keep pushing you say, you know what? You're beautiful, embrace it. So uh, if you have that encouragement, some days you don't want to look in the mirror, like, tell me, because I'm going to make sure that you know you're beautiful no matter what. Secondly, you need a fat friend. I'm like, I'm just kidding. Like, you need somebody, a fat anybody to go out with you and say, hey, you know what? You know, we can eat and not feel so ashamed. You know, I'm just kidding. No, because I have- I me, a
1: fat friend.
0: No. I have a person who is smaller than me and they are my fat friend. Like, we go out to eat all the time. I'm like, all right, all right, cool. You make me feel like I, like I can cookies. eat- yeah, yeah.
1: I know exactly which friend you're talking about. I have one, she just moved away from me, but uh oh, exactly <laughs> what type of friend you're talking about.
0: Yes. So <laughs> just let you know, you know, you in the DFW, I'm a DF dub, you we can do that. Uh <laughs> secondly, and this is me on my soapbox, since you because I feel like those people who really, I guess in a way, crapped on me when I was if I if I do reach my when I do reach my weight loss go. Uh, when I do reach it, uh I want to have those people who were haters of me, which I get hate all the time. But like, do you ever feel like since you are a hundred pounds lighter, you just want to go up to them and just like just like flip them off and just say, you know, just
1: you know what's crazy? No, because you would think that that would be an initial response is to go, you know, say f- the haters. But like, really those haters are kind of what pushed me to get to this point to allow me to be successful. Because like, if it wasn't for them sitting here hating all the time, I mean, granted health reasons, but like, if it wasn't for them sitting and hating all the time, would this have really been a consideration? Because like, yes, I wanted to lose the weight for health purposes. But I mean, I i have to be honest and have to really talk about like, yes, health is one of them. But since weight loss, like, yeah, you know, dating has changed. It, it was partially for the fact of I I enjoy being lighter. I enjoy being smaller. I enjoy being able to go out and shop at a straight size retailer. Um, but yeah, no, like one, y'all. But two, thank you. Um, so yeah,
0: that's all I, I needed. Yeah. I was like, I <laughs> I just, just want to hear somebody say, "I lost 100 pounds." Now you, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I want to hear because I feel the same way. Especially being me, I'm like, you know what? I made it here being a fat person and you know and and it's so bad because this one woman i looked up to she was one of my inspirations in news and man just i thought we were really cool and she looked at me a certain way and then the day i left the, the, that job she was like you ever thought about just losing weight and i'm like whoa that's that's what's on your mind wow so you've been holding that in for a minute you wait till my last day you know so it just really made me look at Her differently because even though we were buddy, buddy, we were cool in the back of her mind, that was what she was wanting to tell me. And like, dang, you really that's all you see in me? So, man, you know what? Even right now, I'm like, you know, I just want to just like in your face. And but man, you are definitely an inspiration. Now, we did a little pre uh pre questionnaire before you came on the show because I want to make sure you're comfortable with some of these questions. Now, I did give you a hard question to ask. Not for sure if you remember this now, but uh, let's flip the script on you now. You are a hundred pounds lighter. Do you think that you yourself will be a person that does the fat phobia, Haiti? Now that that you're lighter.
1: I don't think so. Um, And the reason I say that is because those people, while yes, they helped me get to where I'm at, I know that's not the same for everybody else. I know not everybody else takes the hate and is like, yeah, I'm gonna turn that into fuel to get to where I want to be. Um, for others, that could be the that could be the last thing that they get before you, you know, and, and I hate to say it this way, but like that could be the last thing you hear from somebody before the next thing you know, you're getting a call at three o'clock in the morning saying, Hey, they slit their wrist, or hey, that you know, they did this, or hey, they did. So I know it's not the same for everybody. So I think because of that, I, I could never be somebody who was fat phobic because I came from that. That's that's where I was not even a year ago. So I definitely couldn't be that person.
0: Yeah, uh, man. And it, it sucks because people are cruel. You know, mm-hmm. my uncle was cruel. He used to be, I used to, I was like six or seven years old a fat kid. All right, you keep being fat. You're going to wake up dead. I'm like, First off, how i want to wake up dead, you know, for, you know, you know, like me, <laughs> I'm that kind of smart ass, but but like I would, I would hear all these different things. Like you're going to wake up dead and you're going to be, you know, I'm like, well, this and that, you know, but man, shout out to you for being so strong and actually getting like this. I hope subconsciously you do not you know go into the fat phobic name because you know you've been there and me it's like um i believe myself that i can do this journey by myself you know what i mean but it definitely inspires me to hear you were able to get the help that you needed to better yourself and to see you now uh, and to see where you've been at i've seen it uh it really is an inspiration so uh you've done a great thing uh before you leave is there anything that you could say to those uh, two things? Uh, what would you say to those people who are actively or maybe subconsciously actively discriminating against fat people? What was, what's your message to them?
1: Take a step back and really think about what you're doing, because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a person just like you are. I have feelings and emotions just like you do. So so does anybody else who's in the plus size community. Um, don't be like the others who stop us from making the progress and strides that we're trying to do, because, you know, that person that you're making fat comments about at the gym, they could be on their weight loss journey and you've now just ruined everything that they've worked towards. So don't be a menace, go be encouraging, go give somebody a compliment, even if it's the smallest thing, you know, go help brighten their day because you have no idea what that person's going
0: through. And. Uh, Thank you for those words. And for those who are the victims of body shaming or fat phobia, like what's your message to them? Like, Because you've been through it, you know, you're still kind of going through it emotionally. Uh, But what's your what's your word of advice to how they can deal with it or some words of encouragement to those people?
1: Stay strong. Um, Don't give up hope. I know it may seem dim at the end of the tunnel but there's still a light there. It's still there. It's still, you know, you're going to make it. You're going to be okay. Um, You know, don't let what other people say necessarily hurt and affect you or your confidence because they don't know how hard it was for you to get to where you are today. They don't know the struggle that you've been through. All they see is the external and don't let that, don't let that make or break you Um, continue fighting the fight that you're fighting because nobody understands better than you do. Um, really just, you know, keep going. Like, you got this. Don't don't let anybody else tell you what you can and
0: can't do. Wise words, my wise woman who's actually been on the journey. Uh, me, I've seen her on this journey. So, y'all, she's done it. She's looking fabulous. She's looking very beautiful. Uh, once again, thank you so much, Reedy, for coming on the Show Show Podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes, ma'am. And that's the end of our show. We want to continue the conversation. Make sure you go uh, to all our social media platforms. You go to our Patreon page at w show podcast uh, 318. That's STR number eight, show podcast uh, 3, uh, 318 at patreon.com. Uh, you also go to our website. We have a brand new, or revamped up, whatever you want to call it, website. Make sure you go to our website at w show show podcast.com dot com that's str number eight up show podcast dot com there you can go support us on patreon look at our old shows our new merchandise strictly for season six out right now uh, go there subscribe to our channel and you can see all the things that we talk about all things straight up but as the end of our show we encourage you to come back ready please come back on our show
1: absolutely
0: just let me know when yes ma'am and if you come back there's only one rule to our show you gotta be straight up all right see y'all later